It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Hello, 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 and welcome to To The Max Sports. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for... To The Max Sports. That gentleman uh, to my right, probably to your television left, is Jake. Navy Jake. Everyone's got a nickname. That's Brother Bob, your Navy Jake. Perfect. Jake uh, did a 10-year bid in the Navy, still in. Wounded warrior. Thank you for your service, sir. Yeah, of course. Thank you. And, you know, I was, I was a 23-year-old, 23-year career Army guy being surrounded by two uh, Navy guys. I, I don't know, man. Well, What's you're trying to, you're, I mean, you're trying to class up the joint. Yeah. We're, we're kind of slumming. All I can say is, Army beat Navy this year. Silence. Crickets. It's not really saying much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. And, and, and actually, I, I mean, not, not to kind of go off on a tangent, I'm actually very interested to see what the 12-game playoff does to that Army-Navy game. Because that Army-Navy game has moved around a little bit. I mean, historically, right. it was that first weekend coming out of Thanksgiving – and then as everyone moved their conference championship games to that weekend, they purposely moved it to the next weekend mm-hmm. to get clearance from it. Because quite frankly, if you're up against conference championships or even up against early stage bowl games, mm-hmm. the average football fa- average college football fan who doesn't know anything is not going to find that game. That's true. So I say put it on Monday night. Make it a primetime game. Army-Navy. We'll see. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Well, guys, um, any takeaways from this week's NFO doings? I got a few uh, opinions to opine on. Uh, Apparently, for the NFL front office, only when fans can't get to the stadium do they postpone games. Not because you're going to put people in the hospital for hypothermia. But fans cannot legally get to the game. Yeah, it's crazy. I think that may be the first weather-related winter snow event cancellation. And I mean, I, I remember when San Diego came to Cincinnati in 81, and that game was, I was living up north then. That was miserable. I mean, it was, wind chill was like minus 15. Yeah, of course, you had the famous Green Bay game. And uh, we've had some cold ones, but I don't remember any of them being canceled or, or pushed back. Yeah, and re- and really, if the governor hadn't banned travel, they would have showed up. They would have played that game. Someone would have showed up. The fans with their shirts off. Yeah, that 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 one guy getting paid twenty bucks an hour to shovel snow in the <laughs> in the stands, and then goes down and rides the rides the snowshoot <laughs> without his shirt. Okay, PSA. For anybody living here in San Antonio, if you go to a northern climate in the middle of winter and the temperature reads zero Fahrenheit, not zero (laughs) Celsius, zero Fahrenheit, do not go outside without your shirt. (laughs) Period. That is our PSA. We always do something special on the show. God, I couldn't believe those guys. Those guys that were without shirts at the Kansas City game, they deserve to get hypothermia. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Exposed parts. Anyway. They at least deserve to meet uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah. I mean, ba- I mean, back to the football. It 
a lot of it was. Let's kind of break down a few chalk. games. Let's break okay. down a few games. Takeaways from the Miami Kansas City game. I thought Miami showed up on the field, said, Fuck, it's cold. Let's just let's just get this over with and get out of here. I mean it was a complete complete mess. I'm you know, I'm not going to denigrate the Dolphins that way and just you say picked it them was, to be in the Super Bowl. Well, I picked them to be in the Super Bowl, but I'm like I And mean, you thought they'd beat KC. They're they're professionals. I think they had they had problems with injuries. They really weren't able to matriculate the ball downfield. And yeah, okay, they were they were uncomfortable to start the game. But they did have some flashes. And possibly, but no. I, I mean, yeah, it was it was always gonna be Kansas City. Yeah, I mean it looked like when Pacheco was running, if he was running out of Miami Defender, they were just hitting the proverbial uh, deck on the ship. Well, I mean I mean <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Miami, Miami was, I mean, we're going to get to this game, but Miami was tackling better than Philadelphia. Philadelphia, they looked like they absolutely did not want to be there. That was some of the worst tackling I've probably ever seen in a football game. It yeah. was absolutely pitiful. I mean, that was, though the, the I needed to get to sleep because I had an early work call on Tuesday morning. So I went to sleep at halftime. When it was like sixteen nine, I think is what it was, and I was like, okay, and and Philadelphia kind of looked okay at the end of the first half, and I was like, they they may come back. I, I may wake up tomorrow morning and Philadelphia has won this game and I lost this game. Yeah, no prayers. And then I look at they didn't score another damn point that whole entire game and laid another had another sixteen and Jalen Hurts had a safety. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. I didn't. I didn't put any money on any of the playoff games except for one. Uh, the second half of that game, I watched the first half, talking about the Philadelphia game, and I I didn't see anything that indicated to me that they had any kind of chance. They they basically became a, um, a one dimensional team, and they were. Tampa Bay was getting three points, so I took Tampa plus three. In the second half, obviously, covered pretty easy. And and what I what I I actually read something that nobody I haven't heard anybody say this, but I read an article and I forget whether it was uh, the Sports Bay or San Francisco Bay Sports something. If you look at who the Eagles have played since they played San Francisco, when San Francisco beat them down in their house, they played a host of teams that that had defensive coordinators who came out of the same coaching tree as Shanahan. Mm -hmm. And it looks like that offense has a problem with that type of defense. It like a, like a structural problem. Well, I would be surprised there's talk. Sirianni may lose his job. What about the DC? I mean, that, that there has to be some changes somewhere. First of all, the Eagles went into the season with replacing both of their coordinators. And then they replaced their defense coordinator halfway through the year. Yeah. That is a that is a recipe for disaster in the NFL. Yeah. It's a shit show. Yeah. Some, something's terribly amiss so, there. So fine. Replace the defensive coordinator. Get a real defensive coordinator in there. Get a better OC. I, I don't care. But Sirianni yeah. shouldn't lose his job. I agree. Folks, stick around. We're going to give you our NFL picks. I went four and two last week. Bob went three and three. My one lock, which was the over, 
covered easy. That was the Cowboy game. And I got a great lock for you this week. Stick around for the rest of that. Okay, so 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 let's back up to the Cowboys game. Did uh, the Packers cover the over all by themselves? Almost. <laughs> they missed it by three points. That and was another that, shocking. That was an absolute... To you Cowboy fans out there, and I'm not a Cowboy fan, I'm more of a football fan, that performance was absolutely ridiculous. And Jimmy Johnson, I wish he could have saved his tirade and not done it on air. He should have gone down to the locker room at halftime, and maybe that would have inspired him. That that team's a mess. That game was so bad. I don't have any joy in making fun of the Cowboys in front of a Cowboys fan right now. I feel so bad for Cowboys fans. I actually feel bad for Cowboys fans. That game was so bad. So embarrassing. It was terrible. Did you get a chance to watch that game? Yeah, I did. I did. I uh, I have to agree with Bob. I mean, I don't. I, I just don't think that there was much that, can, that could have been done to fix what happened on that field. No, it's a mess. I think McCarthy's gone. I said it last week. I think at this point, Wyatt told you that they – they had to win Green Bay, and even if they had won this and lost the next one, depending on how much they would have lost by McCarthy, was still going to go. But now I think it seals the deal. I, I think that Jerry's uh, waiting to find, make sure his girlfriend likes him before he ditches the old one, meaning I think he's in some secret negotiations. I don't know with who. But once he gets the guy he wants, McCarthy's gone. That's the only reason he's got McCarthy on the hook right now. And nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to change. It is not a head coaching problem, even though I think McCarthy is flawed. It's not a defensive coordinator problem, even though I think Quinn didn't call a defense worth his salt in that game. Did he cost Those, himself a, a head coaching job with no, that? No, no, he's fine. He, he No, he's, he's Seattle? fine. Seattle? I think he's at Seattle. Those receivers were so wide open, so either it's scheme or execution, and does that mean the, the defensive players are not executing well? And what about C.D. Lamb in the first half? He looked like he was disinterested in life. Oh, yeah, yeah. he, he kind of got an attitude when balls weren't coming his way. One thing I noticed about Dak, the old Dak, last year's Dak, again, he was, he was zeroing in on a receiver, was not doing progressions, no checkoffs. I mean, I could tell where he was going to throw the ball. But, he, yeah, no look off. unless... <clears throat> What Jerry Jones needs to do is not what Jerry Jones is going to do. Jerry Jones needs to wipe the entire slate clean. The entire slate clean. That includes general manager, front office, head coach, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, and he needs to deal Dak and start over. But he's not going to because he is the front office. Here's here's my solution. Well, at this point, he's 82 years old. I, he's probably saying, "I, I'm not going to live long enough for a total rebuild." Well, he's not going to win. He's not going to. He's not going to see a Super Bowl running this back again. My my wish my wish to Cowboys fans is this, and it's not going to happen. Bill Belichick in as general manager, 
Mike Vrabel in as head coach. That pair. That pair. And then I think but everything's going to be Belichick okay. Belichick has made some horrible personnel moves as a GM for the Patriots. But put him in just that role. Just that role. But he wants to win his 15 games, beat Don, Don Shula. So he's going to coach somewhere. But Vrabel's an interesting choice. But I think you need a better GM. And it's, and it's not Jerry and it's not Jerry's son. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, although if you look at their drafts the past couple of years, they've hit the mark. It just seems like it's what they the product they put on the field. I mean, they've drafted some quality players and supplemented them with some really good free agent signings. Then it's- for whatever reason, the product on the field. Let me throw some names at you. Pie in the sky. Just for the hell of it. Nick Saban. No. Jimmy Johnson. No. Bill Cower. No. Mike Tomlin. Won't leave won't leave Pittsburgh. Won't leave. Kick him out. Would you? If he had been available? Yes. You know, Tomlin can work with the subpar quarterbacks he has. Maybe he could bring a little bit more out of Dak than. And everyone in Pittsburgh who's asking for Tomlin's head, shut the fuck up. Okay, here's one. Pete Carroll. He's an interesting option, especially in Dallas. And that's, I'm just throwing that out there. I, to be able I to just came off the top of my head. head. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean he's, he would be a good choice. If, if I was him, I wouldn't go there without some uh, – you know, concessions on the player general manager, decisions. player personnel decisions. And it's, and it's not taking them over. I don't really, I'm not a real big fan of the coach being also the general manager and director of player personnel. I don't think that works in the majority of situations. And new England is my, is, is going to be my example for the rest of time yeah. because you have the greatest, the greatest on-field coach of all time. And I will give that to Bill Belichick. We're really, the greatest on-field coach, I am very specific about my language. Do I think he's the greatest coach of all time? No. On-field coach, yes. Well, having an on-field coach uh, when Brady's your quarterback makes you the greatest on-field coach of all time, too. Bill Walsh is the greatest coach of all time, period. I would, I would, I would put Walsh up there with Lombardi. Yeah, just and, and for, me, for me, it's coaching tree. It's what's happened downstream. That's a great point. That's, that's for me. And his coaching tree is not. Bill Belichick doesn't have very, a coaching tree. Very porous. Vrabel, is, I think, is the only well, example of success. He's had a coaching tree, but the apples fall off the tree and yeah. land on the ground. It's like quick. it's like a family tree in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> to all our Mississippi viewers, we're sure you're in the comments to Bob. We're sure you're wonderful people, <laughs> and your family tree has more branches than. Well, that. we're going to move on to our picture okay. in a minute, but Pittsburgh. Uh, Buffalo game. Thoughts on that? They just kind of buried themselves early. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just kind of just you know, gave just away. I mean, I, I I'm sorry. Saw Bob and <laughs> or, uh, Drew. And we were talking a little while, and you know, it seemed like we showed up and gave it to him on a golden platter. There wasn't much. much I mean, no, 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 no offense in, intended, but worst ten win, 
ten win team in NFL history. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how we got there. But uh, you know what? I will say in their defense, they didn't give up during that game. No, yeah, they showed some fight, which no, I can't say the Cowboys or Eagles did, or Miami to an extent. And you know, they got that fourteen nothing hole early. Then Rudolph throws that interception when they're getting yep. you know. So all in all, they. You know, again, Tomlin doing Tomlin things. Yeah, what did you have, like four quarterbacks this season? Yeah, it was about three. Yeah, started with Pickett, went over to Trubisky and back to Rudolph. But uh, third quarter, we looked all right. I thought maybe there was a chance of a comeback, and then it just went down. No. See, see, I think what you guys have is what teams like um, Atlanta have, what teams like Tampa Bay, New Orleans are going to have to an extent. Obviously, the uh, Carolina Panthers, really bad. But you've got these teams, and Pittsburgh and Falcons really come to mind. They have just enough talent to win you seven, eight, nine games maybe, but they're not bad enough to slip down to get that elite quarterback that's out there. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean the, greatest, the greatest stat right now is Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season. Yeah, No, it's amazing. That's that may rank up there with for me as the Bills losing four Super Bowls in a row. Yep. Yeah. And and for anyone that's listening that thinks that that's a joke, it is not. The Bills winning four or losing four Super Bowls in a row, sorry, a is a huge achievement. Never be accomplished again. Huge achievement. Not the losing four, but being in the Super Bowl four years in now. Now the Vikings losing four Super Bowls over their over the course of their history—that is a joke. <laughs> so um, on that subject, I can't remember what I was going to say about. Well, I mean, do you want to? I mean, Houston Texans. Look at the Texans. That was a surprise. I thought the Browns' defense was going to do better against. It was one of my calls. I called that. Yeah, I know. I, I but know I did, did say that you know where when's Flacco going to get pressured? When's he going to have his interception meltdown? We saw it. In a row. And he did. Stroud is doing things that I haven't seen a rookie quarterback do since Dan Marino, quite frankly. With his uh, touchdown to interception ratio at Mm -hmm. 22 to 5, his QB rating, one of the highest. uh, Probably Andrew Luck had the single best rookie season since Stroud, but I'm going to go out and say that since Dan Marino, no NFL rookie quarterback has had the season that Stroud has. No. Three of his interceptions were in one game Yeah, out of his five. So he's just putting up some amazing numbers. The Browns were always a little suspect to me. I just think you can only go so far with a 39-year-old quarterback it was. I thought, I thought their defense was going to do better. And their defense oh, yeah, just. Their defense, they shit the bed. There wasn't any. I, yeah, nothing compared there. Compared to the, the rest of the season, it just it, was, it doesn't even look like the same team that's oh, playing. Oh, hold, hold on a second. Before we leave the AFC North, let's see. Uh, we'll put it in context, what we're talking about. Tw- 24, 34, 43 wins in the AFC North. Okay. AFC East, 33. I think I was right. So we had a contest on which division was going to be tougher. You had said the AFC North. I went with Miami, Buffalo, that division. Didn't do it. But what's interesting is 
Bob's over there doing the dance. The only team you have left is the Ravens. The only team I have left in that division was, has anyone left Buffalo? I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I was right. (laughs) You were right. And there's, and there's only four, and there's only four teams left in the AFC. So let's go through the, through the list here. Wait, was there any other games? Did we miss any other games? Oh, the, the, the Detroit Ram game. Great game. Good game. Good game. You thought that Detroit's going to blow them out. I said, no, it's going to be a close game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And quite, quite frankly, the Rams had multiple chances to actually win that game outright. Rams had chances. The Rams had chances. And, and, and that all lays it up nicely for me because I think my 49ers right now look really good mm-hmm. to go to the Super Bowl. Just saying. Could, could be heading for that 49er Baltimore rematch. Okay. Yeah. Let's so, go through some games. So we got, we're going to start off. Green Bay at San Francisco. Green Bay had a great game against the Dallas. The Dallas. <laughs> Jordan Love had an amazing game for a rookie. I, I almost I I almost think Jordan Love's performance it was better than Stroud's, given the fact that Dallas should should on paper was a better defense. Yeah. Although technically he's not a rookie, but yeah. He's rookie to, enough. To pre, yeah. Pre, Rookie year. He's yeah. Speaking from the fact that he's hasn't had a chance to be a full time starter. So what's the spread on it? Nine. What are your thoughts? We we bet against the spread. Who do you like in that game? Uh, for that game, I like the 49ers, Reason being, Jordan Jordan Love has been a little wishy washy all year. Um, well, he's twenty to one. The last seven or eight games, touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah, they've. I mean, their schedule. The, the NFC North exactly it hasn't exactly yeah. been a barn burner. Right, right, right. So you like them to cover? I I like Sand to cover. Yeah, I'm gonna go along with Jake, and I know Bob's gonna agree. I think Green Bay comes back down to earth. Uh, I think San Francisco just has too many, uh, too much talent on both sides of the ball. Again, the key for Green Bay even surviving is is to uh, keep that offense of the 49ers off the field somehow and establish Aaron Jones. Which they did against Dallas, they, and, and hope he has a big game. They need they need a running game that outperforms. They need to play out of their asses on defense. They need to make Purdy uncomfortable, and I don't know how you make Purdy uncomfortable with. I I, I don't really have a great appreciation for their defense. Yeah. So I don't know if you can do that. And quite frankly, 49ers defensive line, you're going to need that running game to put those guys on their back feet because otherwise they're going to kill Jordan love. Yeah. Kill K I L L capital K yeah. kill. And the, the other weak link with the 49ers front line is they haven't been real good against the rush. So they do have to establish Jones. Having said that Jordan love to green Bay comes back down to earth. The magical season's over. I, I see this covering, covering pretty easy. True, true, true. Okay. So then, so the other game, the other game with the so one seed. We're in concurrent. We are in concurrent. Concur- is that a word? Concurrence? Sounds right. Concurrent? Okay. For all you grammar Nazis out there. <laughs> whoa, I did just go full Hitler. Uh-oh. Uh, last game on, or the se- last game with the number one seed. Houston on the road at the Ravens. Ravens are favored by nine in this game. This is my lock of the week. <sighs> C.J. Stroud's not your typical rookie. I don't like rookies on the road. 
Uh, I believe he had that meltdown game where they lost 30 to nothing against the Jets on the road a couple weeks by. Having said that, I just think Baltimore's got too much talent. I don't see uh, Houston's defense, defense putting a lot of pressure on Lamar, although I don't like his sack ratio. I think it's 13, one sack per 13 attempts, which is kind of not good. Okay. But having said that, Baltimore wins this and covers easy. That's my lock of the week. Okay. Baltimore minus nine. I kind of have a hot take on this game. I don't know. I did a little more research than than Drew apparently did. Yeah, than <laughs> Drew may have. Uh, so, so looking back at Lamar's uh, by stats week after by, uh, he's had an interception every game after a by. Right. So with with Houston's offense playing the way that they have, I mean, CJ Stroud averaging eight point two yards per pass. He hasn't had an interception in the last five games. And he's pretty much had a near-perfect rating. So it's hard for me to say this, but if he gets that one interception, I think uh, the Houston Texans offense and C.J. Stroud are going to take this. So you're taking Houston? Yeah, I'm going to take Houston. Bob, your thoughts? I don't think Houston wins this game outright. I really, really don't. As, mu- as much as I want them to. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I really, really want them to. I don't, I don't want the Ravens to advance any further. I don't think <laughs> any, a lot of people do. Uh, it's not that I don't like the Ravens. I've been very impressed with what Lamar Jackson has done with his career. I was very much a Lamar hater in the early part of his career. I thought he was, for me, the prototypical running quarterback. And for me, the book on running quarterbacks is they never progress in the NFL. They, they don't become more. Lamar has become more. And my hat's off to him. So I, so I like Lamar. I think they're going to win the game, but nine's a lot. If the, if this if I I wouldn't pick Houston on the money line, but I will take Houston plus the points. Lines. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I could be eating crow, but again, rookies on the road. I just don't think the secondary of Houston has really done enough to impress me, and I think Zay Flowers could have a monster game. Okay. Right. We'll see. Okay. okay, first game on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Tampa Bay, who not only beat down the Eagles, they got Baker Mayfield another quarter of a million dollars for winning that game. Well, he's stacking up cash, isn't he? Yeah, he won a million dollars for getting in the playoffs, another quarter million for winning a game. They're on the road at Detroit. Detroit's giving six and a half. So six, yeah. So my thoughts on this is, you know, Baker's had an incredible season, obviously. Uh, It took a while for Tampa Bay to establish their running game. But right now it seems like they're running the ball fairly well. Anytime you got the receivers that they have, you have the capability for a big play. I just think depth-wise that this matchup suits Detroit better than the L.A. matchup. So having said that, I think Detroit wins this game. I think they coax, uh, they put some pressure. Yeah. I think your um, Michigan Aiden Hutchinson puts a lot of pressure on um, on Bradford, and I just think that uh, they cover this and they cover it relatively easy. Going to be close to about the fourth quarter, and then they'll they just have too many too many weapons, too many options, and golf's playing really. Really good. I mean, talk about an unheralded 
guy this year. But if you yeah. look at his numbers, 353 yards like, last week. The, the mean, guy, it's a quiet 353, and he really had all the pressure on him. He was the guy that got traded for the guy he was playing against, and, and he played really well. And a really, really good guy. Oh, yeah. If you've been paying attention to some of the to some of the human interest stories that are around in the playoffs, some of the stuff Goff has done in Detroit to become a member of that community, my mm-hmm. hat's off to him. Really good guy. They were chanting his name, chanting his name while they were be, while they were booing Stafford. <laughs> which I don't know what what is it with fans like going crazy with the booing and not and not like honoring a guy. He's supposed to be their guy. Did, uh, did Popovich get on the field and yell at the fans? Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. So what's your pick? Uh, my pick's going to be the Detroit Lions, uh, reason being, like you said. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take the, the Lions on the cover. Um, they have a ton of momentum. There's kind of a Cinderella story going on there in Detroit. Taking them to Ford Field, I just don't see I don't see how they couldn't win this one. Yeah, the, the cover. The coach is getting ready to be turned into a pumpkin again. Uh, and and talking about and using that metaphor, I, I think the, the Tampa Bay run is done. Yeah. So, Southern divisions in, in both conferences suck. Yeah. Suck. Tampa Bay has outperformed. Interestingly enough, who has better stats in the playoffs as a Tampa Bay quarterback? Baker Mayfield? Tom Brady. I saw the numbers. They're really close. But Brad, uh, uh, Baker. Brad, yeah. Baker. Mayfield. I said Bradford early. Baker. Brain Baker. Baker Mayfield. I said Bradford. Baker, Baker, Baker. Okay. So, <clears throat> I'm, I'm I'm picking Detroit. It's, th- it's, yeah, it's, it's the, the players love Campbell. They play hard for him. I think Bowles actually did enough to save his job because right around midseason, he was one of my guys who was probably going to go – if he didn't show some improvement, but I think uh, I think they've done enough. They keep bowls yeah. and move on from there. So our final game of the weekend, Kansas City at Buffalo. It's still going to be cold up there, if not snowy. Buffalo favored by three. Bob, you go first. Oh, I got to talk this out not and not listen to, to your erudite analysis. Would you like me to go first? They can go first. So this game, this is a tough one. I wouldn't touch this with your counterfeit money, Bob. Okay. But having said that, it's really, I know it sounds cliche, but it's going to come over down to turnovers and who makes them. And we know Josh Allen can turn the ball over. We know Mahomes is capable of turning the ball over. To me, it's, it's just flip a coin just because they're at home, is the weather forecast for snow? Uh, right now, according to the forecast, 20 degrees and no precip. As long as there's no precip, give me Buffalo to cover minus three. Although, I'm going against what I said a couple weeks ago. I have a conspiracy, Jake. What's that? But the NFL is so interested in getting a new fan base that even when Casey was going through that three and four game losing streak, I said they're still going to be in the Super Bowl because they want nothing more than to see Taylor Swift up there at the Super Bowl yeah. shaking her moneymaker. Well, I think the NFL needs a Kelsey. 
and we don't have Jason, and we're not going to have Jason next year either. Jason Kelsey's retiring. It's a heartbreaker. So, though apparently there's some rumors around that Jason really didn't like Travis and and Taylor, that relationship. So who knows? <laughs> Maybe that's the reason why he's retiring. <laughs> Maybe it's more to the conspiracy theory. It's being forced out. So who are you taking, Drew? I don't know. I'm almost taught myself into taking KC. This is a tough one. If Josh Allen doesn't throw an interception, they win. Yeah. If he throws a pick, they lose. It's it's going to come down oh, to Allen. Please. To play Josh Allen. So so who are you picking? I'm going to go ahead and stay with Buffalo. Okay. Cross my fingers that Josh Allen doesn't throw an interception. You want to go? No. No, you want me to go? Uh, yeah, so I, I agree with Drew. I think that the uh, Buffalo Bills are going to cover. And um, reason being, uh, they're going up to Orchard Park, Kansas City is at least. And uh, there's something about those fans, and I don't know what it is, but I can tell you, you know, just getting whooped last week kind of kind of helped me feel it a little more. But coming to that atmosphere, they're, they've got the momentum that they have. I just I don't see there's any way that the Chiefs can, can come over. Beat Buffalo at home, especially. I mean, by three, like Drew said, if 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 Josh Allen throws an interception, it'll be hard to make the cover. I I think they win no matter what. You gotta I, look back. I mean, last year came down to a to a coin toss. They have a lot a lot of built up tension there. Hmm. So, I mean, if everybody stays stays healthy, I don't see why Josh Allen can't connect with Diggs and. Okay. I will. I will point this out to both of you. The, the the whole the whole line of reasoning of Josh Allen throws an interception, they lose. Do you know how many interceptions he threw against Miami in that last game of the season? Two. And they the still won that game. game. Of the season. Week eighteen, the last game of the season, which got them the number two seed, and got Miami on the road to play in the really really cold bowl. And change the whole tenor of the AFC playoffs. But we're talking playoffs. Playoffs. That that game was a playoff game. I got a stat for you. How many interceptions did the winning quarterbacks in Wild Card Weekend throw this? There were six games. Mm-hmm. The winning quarterbacks. How many interceptions were? How there? many? Zero. Zero. So that's the key. I mean, this time of year. The quarterback protecting the ball. And if Allen protects the ball, which I'm banking on him doing, they win this game. What are your thoughts, Bob? I'm going to go contrary. Of course you are. (laughs) I'm not going to go contrary because I think Allen's going to throw an interception. I'm going to go contrary because I'm going to roll with Mahomes. Mahomes and (laughs) Ma'auto. Mahomie? Because I... (sighs) That is a team that, that and, and I don't like to think of it this way, but I'm going to put it this way, disinterested in the regular season. They really don't play until the postseason because they're going to be there. They're going to be there. Now, they're going to be there and they're going to succeed as opposed to the Cowboys who are going to be there and do Cowboy things. So I expect Mahomes, who quite frankly right now is the best quarterback for me, still is. So give give me Mahomes in Kansas City. Well, we'll see. One of the knocks on KC is their receivers.
can't catch footballs. I don't care. And even Kelsey, uncharacteristically, was uh, dropping a few balls. But if they establish Pacheco and they roll on Mahomes and he does some magical Mahomes things, which he's obviously capable of doing, they could win and should win. But, again, this was a game that, man, this is this could go either way. But that's my thoughts. Anything else, guys, before we wrap this thing up? No, I, th- I mean, I mean, do you want to talk about about coaches? Where where do you think Belichick ends up? I'm I'm fine with it. Belichick's going to go wherever he wants to go. He's being courted by Atlanta. I saw Atlanta, like. but then isn't that New England light? A decent defense, shitty quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it's basically you're just trading a mirror image of each other. Yeah, but I mean, th- there are some quarterbacks in the draft, and maybe. Maybe that works. And Harbaugh right now was San Diego. I think he's interviewing also in Atlanta. Now they're talking San Diego for Harbaugh. Whoever gets the San Diego job, that's your ready-made job. That's 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 your cream of the crop job. You got Justin Herbert. You got a you know potentially Hall of Fame quarterback if he progresses through his career and wins a couple, uh, you know, a Super Bowl or something. You've got talent at receiver, running back. You've got a defense with some quality players. That's that's the premier coaching job that I see right now. The other ones, there's rebuild, and I don't know if Belichick really wants to to go to a full blown rebuild again. I don't know if he has the time for it. Exactly. So that'll be interesting to see who lands on the uh, Atlanta job or the Dallas job. San Diego's probably going to go to Harbaugh if he wants it. If they interviewed him and he wants it. I was I was very surprised by the speed by which New England replaced Belichick, which means to me that that's been in the works for a while. So yeah, well we we knew they weren't talking same season. Well, I think they were talking about this. They were talking about this. And I but I think Belichick was they were pretty clear that marriage was over. Yeah, and then <clears throat> Nick Saban Man, he was replaced pretty damn fast, too. Yeah. They've lost a lot of players to the portal. Hopefully, Ohio State will pick one of them up. Yeah, we'll see. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention, you know, we had the debate about what should Chicago do with their draft pick. You know, Fields is in his fifth-year option, right? Yep. So, a lot of people are saying, why not just draft Caleb Williams, have him sit behind Fields this year, if Fields works out and becomes the NFL quarterback, we hoped he would, and that's really more consistency, then you've got Caleb still as trade bait. And nope. if it doesn't work out with Fields, then nope. you've got your – Nope. He's, why waste, he's why shaking his pick? head. I, I, I wouldn't waste my pick on Caleb Williams, especially not in the position they're in. I said that with last having, week. With having Fields, I would say take Marvin Harrison Jr., Take Marvin Harrison Jr. and then and then get you a coordinator that can work yeah. with him. Those I'm just throwing that out there. That's exactly what I thought. I, I thought Caleb Williams is one of those poor man Justin Fields. Yep, poor man Justin Fields. But, I, that's but the problem up. is, if he turns out to be a generational quarterback, then everyone goes back to Chicago again and says, "Look at the opportunity they had, but, that they didn't take." But you can't you can't draft Caleb Williams. 
and keep Justin Fields. You, yeah. you can't do of, that. There's a lot of talking heads out there saying doing that. Yeah. Because Fields is a fifth year. Yeah. Here's, yeah. And here, he can have Caleb develop for a year. He's not going to develop under Justin Fields. Justin Fields well, is a no, fifth year he quarterback. Can, he can, this isn't Jordan Love under Aaron Rodgers. Well, even if he doesn't develop or gets hurt, Caleb will have his chance. What's what? What was said when you had both Montana and Young on the same roster at San Francisco? If you have two quarterbacks, but those were two established. If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. So I wouldn't do that. What I would do is it's an either or: trade Justin Fields, get more draft picks, trade out the number one. Find find the team that's going to give you more capital for the number one, and, and you will beef get up a huge, team. a huge haul. Yeah. yeah, I think Justin Fields is serviceable. I haven't given up on him yet. No, I, I think. And Justin if you can Fields get a draft can, haul for him, yeah, I think you can get the job. Or Caleb, and I would say keep the pick though. I, I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. There's no reason why he can't go one. The quarterbacks coming into this draft, in my opinion, again, this is my opinion. I don't think it's a 2020 draft as far. Yeah. As quarterbacks go, um, who's the number two pick in this year's draft? The I'm curious who's the first team that actually needs a quarterback. Like, I think it's really? Arizona. There's two. Well, they, got, they don't need a quarterback. They got Murray. Okay, let me let me pull it up. Uh, Washington Commanders. So why don't you flip with the Commanders? Um, they're going to take a quarterback. You can get Harrison yeah. with two, and then get a. A haul from the commanders. Yeah, that's not a horrible idea. I can see those two flipping. Maybe. Maybe. That's that's another job out there, the commanders. True. Another so. rebuild, though. Yeah. Okay. okay, well, until next week, folks, we will see you again. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that like and subscribe. We'll see you next week on To The Max Sports. Thanks for joining us, sir. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Come on back. Yeah. And peace, peace out. out. OH. I am. <laughs>